hello and put your hands up in the air and rejoice for the saviors of Northern Irish comedy are here. <laughs> it's the Boy Time podcast with him, him, who's Shane Todd, and me, who's Dave Elliott. Cur- Dave, Dave's my stage name. David's my real name. Don't be giving that out because people might, you know, stalk me and kill me in my sleep. Welcome to the Boy yes, Time me, podcast. Me. How are we doing, everybody? How are you doing, Shane? You look very. Mm, you look you look crisp you look young you look like you've been living in a forest off the grid just using the finest moisturizers that the earth can give what well, you, you look like you're i mean i'm saying 12 but that's a good look brother i've been away i've had some procedures some treatments i want to give a, a shout out to the top plastic surgeons over over in fucking bodrum in turkey for oh, really nice. sorting me out you um, do know that some of those jobs some of those what? jobs do go a little bit pear-shaped in the end, some of those bottom jobs, yeah. And I've no. known a few lads who had hair transplants, and let's just say... I got one. Really bald now. Oh, wow. And how long ago did you get that? Well, I was over, I literally over there two days ago. I got a hair transplant, but then it's difficult to tell whether it's good or not because I have a full head of hair. So, yeah. you know, uh, but Probably yeah, I, be I, I essentially got... I got a hair transplant, Um I got like the skin in my eyes lifted. I nearly did uh-huh. something there that could have been isolated as a clip and you know <laughs> used against me. Um, <laughs> but I could read this thing. I um, and I actually had um, this is weird, but I actually had a shoulder transplant. Nice, like I mean, I but think just that's on something. One side. Can I just say, like, what is it about shoulder style nowadays that's kind of it's not hot anymore? Like back in the eighties, having like very high, wide shoulder square. Shoulders and everything were, you know, they were the thing to do. Like, I think, like, obviously a lot of women got, and men too, for that matter, because, you know, this podcast, we're an asexual podcast. We don't care about genders. We all just hop into the bath together. But in the 80s, like, women would have primarily worn, like, shoulder pads to give them that that square shoulder. Like, what what about that fashion do you miss, if anything? Is that what you're trying to do, bring that 80s shoulder back to the game, or...? What's How that? much would I not look weird being on stage for the first show back in, a, in an 80s women's trouser suit? <laughs> I mean, I don't, people probably wouldn't bat an eyelid at it. And I mean, I think that's something you should own. You know, I mean, you obviously have, have some pretty uh, big life events around the corner. So, I mean, I think changing your style might be something that people would like. I don't know. Also, um, I'm giving off a weird Gary Barlow vibe here. <laughs> I'm too yeah. close to the camera. <laughs> Yeah, what what is your Let camera? Let me jumper off. I'm, I'm uh, oh, no. every week. Here we go. He's not on t-shirt on underneath this. Oh no, there's the nipples. We're gonna have to get the snake wrap band out of like those nipples and maybe make them into like you know those few pieces of ham that were like. Bears. I've heard any of the last. All right, okay. What what I was saying was just that you're gonna have to get Ben now to edit your nipples out because it makes the content explicit. So maybe if he just puts you know those oh, wee yeah. slices of, of ham that look like bears over them, that might be yeah. pretty cute. You know, it'd be tasty. Do you know. The- the good thing is, one of the procedures I had, though, was um, I got my nipples taken off. Nice. I mean, what I know, I know. again, on this podcast, there's probably... You asked why I got all this done? Um, I'm, I'm going to just get on to that in a wee second, but I do feel like, you know, guys don't really need nipples, you know, unless they're, they don't really breastfeed, unless that's something you're planning on doing. Is that why you just got rid of them, or what, why did you go for the surgery? Basically, I went for all this surgery because... I entered a share and win competition by mistake. 
for the modern okay. plastic surgery company. And um, I mean, it's a very, very, very general name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fucking about there. It's not hard a PR team to come up with that. Um, so yeah, I just shared in one basically, and it was uh, 10 treatments of your choice. And uh, after a couple, I was just running out of stuff. So that's why I got the nipple, my nipples removed. Nice. But I mean, I would go for the fingernails first, but I mean, Oh, I got yeah. those, I got these lengthened. Oh, right. oh, no. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, not what you need. No, I'm feeling good. I mean, I told you I wasn't going to do the podcast this week. I was like, listen, yeah. I'm going to take a break. Mm-hmm. Weeks, but producer Ben then told me he wouldn't pay me if I took yeah. a break. No, that's fair. And you obviously I thought need there was some sort of insurance. I thought there was some sort of paid leave, uh, annual BT, no. BTH, down holidays, but apparently not. So I'm back, even though it shouldn't yeah. be. No, so um, obviously you, you shouldn't be. Do you want to. In fact, hold on one second, because I just realized something really dangerous. Explain to the people why, while I go away to fix potentially my house going fire, you explain to them why you maybe won't be here in the next few while. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, if Dave's house is on fire and the insurance company get involved, they'll probably look at this part of the Boytown podcast wherever he realized that the house was on fire and then continued to ask a question on a weekly podcast called Boytown with his mate. But um, yeah, essentially, look, I'm taking some paternity leave. I'm going off. We haven't had the baby yet or anything, but you know, NBC is just really keeping his powder dry and I don't know what that phrase means but you know just feeling good and trying to look trying to look younger was there a fire in your house no what had happened was uh my wife had put some gear on the, the washing line which I say like whenever you get gear keep it in the in the mattress in the bedroom don't be just leaving it out no she put clothes on the, on the washing line I could just like I could just smell really fresh like uh, detergent. I was like, "Is this shirt I'm wearing, which I've been wearing all day, smells really fresh?" Then I looked up to see that the the washing line was like right underneath a spotlight. Oh, I'd say spotlight. It's a tanning light that I have in my dining room, and it was just starting to heat it up. So I wouldn't want there to be a fire in the middle of the podcast. It would definitely be um, a bit of a bollocks. Really, it would be fair to say. You know, if you're going off on paternity leave for an episode or two, and I end up burned to death, it wouldn't be. Wouldn't bode too well for the future of Boytown in that case. So I'm glad it's all sorted. Um, one thing I think we should do, and basically I'm only going to be here for half the podcast. I'm just letting uh-huh. people know that. Maybe yeah. if listeners questions, I'll jump out um, and then go. Mm. But on, the, on, last, on last week's podcast, we, um, we talked about the 10 things done completely out of spite. And we looked yeah. back at the... At the nuns and... Uh, I know and on that matter, a lot of people have wanted to know, are you okay after that? Yeah, just about. Jesus Christ, the fucking worst thing I've ever read. And um, yeah, it's, uh, genuinely the worst thing I've seen. And I've seen some I mean, terrible things recently. What was... Why have you been watching clips of me on YouTube or... <laughs> no. Why are you doing... Oh, do you know I've been using my Contico mug quite a lot? And you enjoyed like, this cup I've got today? Yeah, why is Michael Stone on it's not Michael Stone. He's actually on. He's on my Stein. You know my beer Stein. Uh, free Michael Stone, and this is my. I, ge- I genuinely thought you said he's on my stag. I was like, oh, a lot to take in oh, there. No. You're getting married yeah. again. You've invited yeah. Michael Stone. Who Michael Stone? Since I've made it, since you're allowed to get married to dudes in this country now, I thought you know why not get married to a real infamous one? You know, then I could I mean, be I like a, a gangster small. Three stories. <laughs> I can think of three reasons why you should marry Michael Stone. Oh, go ahead, in the shoot. four category, on the in the four category, his hair is fucking dope. Yeah, it's pretty. It is. I mean, he, <laughs> Michael Stone, is the only paramilitary who you would say 
takes culture and tradition to the next level so much so that he actually cultivated his hair to look like King William of Orange. Like he's the only guy going around with that like 1690 swag. You know, I think a lot of the guys are, are not sporting the kind of the cultural styles from before because I mean, you know, most loyalist paramilitaries certainly are just big bald with earrings whereas Stone, he just had the full King William look. Do you think that's something maybe uh, paramilitaries should look to do is, is try to respect the history a bit more and, and maybe start wearing, I don't know, outfits from maybe, maybe 1690? Like, I think it would be funny to see the first brigadier going around to pick up yeah. protection money in like in in North Belfast. It'd be funny to see him do it on horseback. Yeah, you and know, then also like a the cap. Yeah, and then the lads <laughs> going going back on horseback and fucking a petrol bomb through your window. And <laughs> it'd be quite it'd be quite a a thing to see that all, all together. And I, I like the idea. You know the way you would see some pictures, uh, some paintings of King Billy back in the day, yeah. where he was taking a little bit of a chill in battle, like he was lying yeah. back and he had a few boys like pouring water in his mouth and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like was that water? That. Well, he's Dutch, so it was probably Heineken, but shit banter, <laughs> such shit banter. But um, <laughs> you'll miss this one. Take a break <laughs> for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just like to see like some well-known brigadiers just like sitting. Like, you know, Botanic Gardens, that kind of thing. And just a few, like, foot soldiers, like, pouring them a little bit yeah. of Rockshore. Because, by the way, <laughs> why is Rockshore so quickly been identified as a paramilitary drinker? Oh, choice? 100%. I actually said that to Catherine. We went out for dinner on Sunday. And I was like, <laughs> why is it? Like, because it was, it was on, was it the 12th? It was on the 12th day of July that I went out for, uh, um, for dinner, actually, coincidentally, in the sash that my, my dad wore. And I was there, <laughs> and I was just having a pint of Guinness. And they were looking at me. Like it was James Connolly. People are going, fuck's he doing drinking Guinness for a fucking bastard? Yep. And then you look at everybody else just on the pints of Rock Shore with kind of pastel. They've got the, the pastel polo shirts on. They've got the earrings, the big heads. And for some reason, just you can just hear bits and pieces muffled coming from their pockets. <laughs> I just love it. That's just the, the paramilitary style. And again, what's a weird thing? <laughs> We've talked about the paramilitary pharmacists before, but why do, param- why do paramilitaries love poppers? They always have them. Like have a wee bit of gear and then always poppers just to relax. The tracksuit the tracksuit bottoms on the sniffies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, actually, that's actually a name of Backstage the gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Should we start saying that again? Mm-hmm. Anybody got sniffies for Divi and Shane? Anyone yeah. sniffies? Anyone got sniffies, yeah. yeah. I mean I'd like to start gigging in tracksuits as well. I'd like to just gig. Yeah, <laughs> be a good. See, in the interim, would you like if someone was if you found out they're like on the theme of paramilitaries? Like, listen, we've opened the shipping. We're looking at entertainment. Obviously, now like one hundred percent. You know, we can't we can't afford you be forty because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, would you two come along and do a wee set? One hundred percent. What would your what, what would your opening line be if you're in a loyalist shipping? That's your first gig back. <laughs> I walk out and I go, I go, any friend in And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and, then, and then that gets enough laughs for an hour. <laughs> I then just get paid and then that's done. And then if I'm doing like, if I'm doing a, um, that was the loyalist one, if I'm doing like a Republican party. Yeah, you're in the go, felons. Uh, you're in the felons, right? You're doing. Okay, here's my opening line. Yeah. Okay, uh, Hans in the house, put your hands up. Any Hans about <laughs> give me a shout? No. An hour of applause, I leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that is very enjoyable. Um, I would just, uh, 
I wouldn't actually do any material. I would just walk out and just pretend I'm playing lamp egg, and people would be like, he does look like he should be doing that. And people would laugh. And then in the felons, I would do that as well, and they would laugh. Yeah. You know, I, did, I just need to tell you something. I shaved my nose hair here today. And, uh, uh, but it's easy. <coughs> oh, pardon me. We've got to read this for a bit of sneezing. Hey. Did you? Oh, yeah, you did. I was going to say, did you see that Carol Baskin thing? But. Uh, but Dan sent it into. Yeah, I mean, for those of you that haven't seen, seen it, it, sorry, I've got the sneezes here. I need to. Do you want to explain what the Carol Baskin thing is? Yeah, so basically, Carol Baskin has been doing oh, from God. Joe Exotic or from. Yeah, Tiger King has been doing like the, the <laughs> videos. Oh my God, you fucking. I'm sorry, I'm dying. Oh. She's been doing these videos on Cameo, which is like a celebrity app where they can read out any message. And um, she read out one about Rolf Harris. Someone got in touch and said that their friend Rolf Harris was having a birthday. 10 out of 10, yeah. funny. Love it when that happens. Love it when people tweet a celebrity, like say, like, like Hulk Hogan used to get got quite a lot. Didn't yeah, he, he always. Like, oh, he me and my dad big fans. I think it was always Raw Moat because he was a big lad. You know, Hulk Hogan respects Raw Moat because he was jacked. He was like, I respect your father, brother. And it's like, oh no, it's not his dad, it's Raw Moat. Yeah, Raul, mate. Um, Right, so look, let's just get back into the most spiteful things that have happened mm-hmm. in history. It was great banter last time. We were just going to do the whole list, but then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but we ended up breaking it up because we were having a lot of fun with it and equally also horrified parts of it. Yeah. So number six in the list is Ford built a sports car to settle a score with Ferrari. In the early 1960s, Henry Ford, chief executive of Ford, funny enough, <laughs> Henry Ford, <laughs> chief of Ferrari, decided to get involved in auto racing and help build the Ford brand. He tried a shortcut to building a reputation in racing by acquiring the Italian automaker Ferrari, which was already renowned for its racing success. I like, I like his attitude already. It's very NBC to be like, we're going to sell cars. We're going to design cars and then phone Ferrari and go, give us your car, Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari founder Enzo Ferrari proposed a deal in which Ford would pay $18 million for 90% of Ferrari. Once Ford officials arrived in Italy to sign the deal, Ferrari decided that the America's um, suffocating bureaucracy was unsuitable for his genius and backed yeah. out. The suffocating bureaucracy is unsuitable <laughs> for my genius. I'm backing out. When Henry Ford was told of the rebuff, he decided that the best response was to build his own race car, one good enough to beat the Ferrari at the 24-hour of Le Mans, the endurance race that was the most prestigious motorsport event around. Um, that was a tall order since for since Ferrari had dominated, but Ford's chief engineer, Roy Lunn, fetch me Roy Lunn. Roy, I want mm. you to beat them at Le Mans. He came up with the concept of a two-seater sports car with a low-slung sl- body. Ford teamed up with British automaker, Lola, to build the car. You got <laughs> me on my knees. Girlfriend. Yeah. The Ford, the Ford beat the Ferrari at Le Mans and dominated the Italians by taking first, second, and third. It also won in 67, 68, and 69. I mean, that yes, that is done out of spite, but I feel like Enzo Ferrari started this as like the good guy. And then by yeah. the end of that story, I can see why Ford mugged him off because they were literally in Italy and he was like, no, yeah. I don't like it. No, but I mean, I think Ford, I like the way they've dealt, dealt with that there from Ford. It's been very sassy. I mean, it's like one of those things. Like, it's, like, <clears throat> it's like me saying to you, Oh, I've decided I'm going to start playing bowls, you know, like outdoor lawn bowls. And you'd be like, 
no, I'm a lawn bowler now. And then you just went out of your way, quit everything to become a better lawn bowler than me, just to spite me. And then you beat me at the, the Northern Irish Lawn Bowls Championships, which has been held at at the Eastern Poppers Club in East Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be with that. What's, what's more? I mean, I'd, can I be totally honest with you? I feel that... I feel like that is not as spiteful as you know chopping your nose and your lips off and then being set on fire. Yeah. I feel like being beaten in a sport event is a wee bit more, you know, it, it's more. It's uh, it's definitely a mug off. Yeah, but it's not it's not being burnt alive. Like I mean, see, whenever you're fans. basically said, was that number ten or number nine? That story was ten. Yeah, so I mean, if that's ten, I'm expecting there to be you know children being taken away and sold. On the black market, or sorry, the absence of the market. You know, that's what I expect to happen going forward. Right. Well, okay. It it does. It gets really worse after this because number five is the spiteful road. In China, one thing you don't want to do is occur the ir- the ire er, ire ire of government officials. Uh, in 2012, a Chinese man named Liu Biogen and his wife learned. Learned this lesson when they refused to allow the government to acquire and demolish their home in Zhejiang province because it was in the path of a planned highway. The elderly couple felt the compensation that the government offered was too low, but that didn't stop the road builders who had purchased and demolished other houses in the couple's neighborhood. Instead, they simply built the road around the one remaining house and left it encircled by asphalt. As the provincial government may have suspected, the residents tired of quickly having cars whizzing by their front door and under the windows. <laughs> a week later, they accepted a slightly larger compensation package. The house was bulldozed, and the island they created was paved over. I mean, what's really, really funny about this is the picture of the guy, mm-hmm. because what they've done is... What's the story called so I can try and find the photo? So if you go to 10 things done completely out of spite, you'll get the name of my new stand-up special, but you'll also <laughs> find a, an, an article on how stuff works. My my next stand up show may well be called Ten Things Done Completely Out of Spite because oh, no. I'm battling I've, against I've, I've seen this house at the minute. Okay, number five, yeah, you see it? Yeah, oh no. They've really done him. It in essentially there. is his his house in the middle of the motorway. So I mean uh, to be yeah, fair, it's really quite good. what is it, five stories? Oh no, I think it's it's a block. I'm not oh, I'm okay. gonna say the whole house isn't his like I was gonna say that like that old Chinese guy's got a hookup because again I, I feel like I'm happy to hear that. Um, because I watched a show last night about an old Chinese uh, family, and it basically was that they were police officers in China, in China, and they moved to uh, the UK, and they just started basically working at a Chinese restaurant to retire out here. And then he went to work one day, and his wife was murdered. So, um, you know, that's kind of that, really. All right, thanks for that, buddy. Yeah. Um, number number four. Painting a house into a gay pride symbol. Now, we're all for that. We love that. Yeah. Um, this house, as you can see in the picture, could well be Boytown headquarters. Um, no doubt about it. The Topeka-based Westboro Baptist Church has oh, aroused yes. the ire of quite a few people over the years. <laughs> Not just for what Time magazine's called its violently anti-social, anti-homosexual views but also for its members' practice of picking the military funerals to get their point across. But Aaron Jackson, who runs a non-profit called Planting Peace, came up with an ingenious planting way to do the church group. What? What? Did you say planting penis? 
Plant, I think it's plant and peace and then see how it goes. All right. <laughs> I mean, planting penis would be a very uh, interesting project that I, for one, would definitely be keen to support. You know, I mean, if there is an article or a, or a, a group or a funding or a, a charity out there called Planting Penis, which I don't, I don't know what have any listen we get in the podcast, I'll plant three penises somewhere. I mean, that could be something. Something. What are you reckon about that? What, what do you think planting penis would entail? Planting penis, um, all I'll say is water twice a day and don't use water. You know what I mean? Like, I, would, I like the idea planting penis. Um, I mean, it, it sounds horrific to go, oh, I'm just going to plant the penis, you know? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a band that would open for the Counting Crows in a North American tour. <laughs> Counting Crows and planting penis on the same bill. Paradise and planting penis <laughs> in a parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> paradise and planting my penis in Castle Court Car Park. <laughs> oh, I mean, the new Snow Patrol from Belfast, North Ireland. It's planting penis. Fucking <laughs> uh, um, So, essentially, yeah, the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, if anyone doesn't know, I think could be described as. And I'm really going out in the limb here as borderline crazy. Like, I would say it's fair to say that those guys have absolutely lost the run of themselves. And they're all like homosexuality this, homosexuality that. They talk about it quite a lot. There is not a mission that those guys haven't not watched gay porn. Like, not a mission. Yeah, you remember that time you were talking about gay porn? Um, was it the DUP guy? Was like, anti, anti, anti. And he was getting like massages that weren't just muscle based you know like he wasn't an athletic Apparently physique so. guy um, so, yeah. but you know what and, That's, and look, if he was just so obsessed, when someone's so obsessed against something chances mm-hmm. are it's like their own insecurity or something like yeah. how often do you see like people that are like oh hunting pedophiles and all and like fucking going out and beating up pedophiles and then mm-hmm. shocker you find out that this person hey yeah, <laughs> Pedo, you know, yeah. it's like it's like you can tell sometimes you can. I mean, there's obviously people who do that, and there's people who like probably are like fucking not cases yeah. for like anti gay things like that that actually fucking are into, but there is a proportion of those yeah, people. I, listen, you're digging a hole, but I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. so are they? That's what they yeah. <laughs> But see, with that, see if you were like a, a, a punter, that's actually, you know, that phrase that people use for betting punters are actually yes. ar- arise from pedophile hunters because back in the day when betting started, people used to put money on whether or not their neighbours or people in their village were pedophiles. And if it turns out that they were right and the money they put on, they got it back. Hence True. the name punters. But what I just want to say about that is see if you're one of those guys and you find information, would you not just go to police and be like, here, you can fully arrest that guy rather than just turning up in a pair of cotton tracksuit bottoms, feel of trainers, and a polo shirt with your dinner down it going, see you, mate, you fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> I think the thing is, I think the thing with that is, it's like we would love to, if we knew beyond all reasonable doubt, that someone had been up to that. Yeah. You would absolutely love vigilante justice in a way, I think. Yeah. Although sometimes yeah. I do, sometimes I'm like, I would like that and sometimes I don't. But you'd, I mean, you like to see people have a bad time if they've done something. Yeah. But then like, people like, like, by the way, every pedophile actor looks like you. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, it's a very uh, bespoke look, which I, of course, if, if there was, 
the paedophile hunter movie, um, I would be cast as the lead hunter. Um, yeah. Hold on, there's a story speaking. It'd definitely be an 18. Why, uh, well, which would be ironic. Boom, boom. Hold on a second. Um, oh, here's an example of um, vigilantism not going to plan. Uh, this this story is called Doctor Driven Out of Home by Vigilantes. Self-styled vigilantes attack the home of a hospital pediatrician after apparently confusing her professional title with the word pedophile in emerged yesterday. Dr. Yvette Cloet, a specialist registrar in pediatric medicine at the Royal Gwent Hospital in Newport, was forced to flee her home after vandals daubed it with graffiti in the middle of the night. The word pedo was... Was written across the front porch of her house. She shared with her brewer in the village of St. Bride, South Wales. Dr. Cloet confirmed she left the property after the distressing attack. And uh, yeah, uh, Inspector Andy Adams, what a great name, has said it appears uh, to be the case that they mistook this pediatrician for a paedophile. And but we're still making inquiries. We want to stress in the strongest possible terms that there's nothing to justify what was written in the walls of Dr. Cloet's home. <laughs> so, but how much of that is like? The idea of like in a way like witch hunt type stuff mm-hmm. it is very much like one person thinking that and being like yeah and then all they do is like when people see like a mob or whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of like twitter nowadays but like a, a, a literal version yeah. of it you know what i mean of like yeah. people being like oh, everyone's we have to go and throw stones at this or whatever yeah uh, i mean but like- i mean part of that is like it is funny that she would probably come out and be like, listen, I'm a pediatrician. And they're yeah. like, she's admitting it. You know? <laughs> and you'd be like, no. I'm I mean, this. can you imagine whenever they figure out they've ballsed up? Oh, bollocks. And they're like, oh, it's a, oh, she's oh. a fucking, and you're probably, and she touched my daughter, that fucking bastard. And he's like, I, a, a child doctor, you fucking moron. You know, but speaking of like, uh, of like Twitter and whatever, and vigilante justice on there, do you feel like a lot of the people jumping on that kind of, Cancel culture would be similar to the vigilantes in terms of like the like the pedophiles for talk's sake to like or have a bit too much of an interest in children, the anti-gay people bit too much of an interest in male-on-male action. Do you think the same people maybe that are so anti and cancel people have their own agendas on Twitter, or do you think it's just you know like, because because you're talking about so many people uh-huh. can't be like yeah everyone does or everyone doesn't i mean listen I think, listen here say, here in the boy town podcast we should just say cuts call everybody out as being a pe- should we or just, <laughs> no, no i don't think we should right okay i don't think we should okay cancel right. that idea cancel culture oh, for no. that idea uh i cancel dave bonds but what i would say is oh, alex is talking to me alex is like change the subject um what i would say is everyone who's like put it in terms of comedy people going you have to say this you can't say that you're not allowed to use that um anyone who's saying that has to have never said anything wrong in their entire life yeah ever yeah you know what i mean like yeah especially when you see like as a comedian if, if somebody was like you made this joke at a comedy club i saw you a couple of weeks ago or whatever mm-hmm. that person needs to have never said anything wrong anything yeah. wrong we've seen examples before yeah where you where you almost see like you know a stand-up having a having a joke taken out of context or whatever yeah and it's uh it's crazy like obviously don't get me wrong if someone has done something like said something like horrendously uh-huh. offensive and it just was meant as offensive then you can understand having to be like 
be held accountable. But at the same time, that person yeah. is just like, no, fuck it. It's just yeah. words. Like, see, I don't know. But, I don't know. Yeah. It's a complicated thing that you got to take case by case. Like, Yeah, but I mean, I just, I do think that there seems to be, like, in some cases, the actual uh, intent in the beginning to, like, you know, maybe say clean up a scene or, like, make, so you know, that then ends up being diluted by other things, you know, and it gets to the point where it's almost like you're just, you know, taking shots at somebody because you don't like them, whether there's nothing to do with your initial point. You're just like, oh, and go after Shane because he's got, his hair's like Hitler's, he's a racist because he's got hair like Hitler. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, that's not actually anything wrong. It's just a pretty calm style because say what you want about A hits, he had good fashion. You know, he was definitely a fashionista. You know, maybe, listen, yeah, was Hugo I, ambassador, like. I, sh- I should point this out, you know, maybe some of his opinions, you know, probably a wee bit out of line, we'll say that. We'll go one of the worst guys in history, but one of the worst guys in history. Yeah, but, but I mean, boss but what, I'm, what I'm saying, is he getting bottle service in the club? Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> he is. That's all I'm saying. He may have, once he was in the club and had a few shandies, he might have got out of line, but, you know, is he getting behind the rope? Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. In your nightclub? Yeah, he is. You know, A-Hits is an influencer of the past, you know. And some would say he probably had more influence maybe than some of the influencers today. And with, as the, the old oh. poem says, as the old poem says, I think it might have actually been by Spiderman, he said that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think maybe Adolf let his, I don't know if you could use the term, fuckboy status, uh, get the better of him, and he kind of well, was bang out of order a lot of times. Well, see, here's the thing, right? There's there Hitler being like, oh, it's the Aryan race, right? Which, by the way, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm qualified to talk about because <laughs> yeah. I 100% look like the sort of guy yeah. that he would have had in front oh, of the lecture. But see, going see, like, <laughs> see if we were but, back in the Hitler times, what our rules would be. You be a guy who owned a beautiful farmhouse in rural Germany, and I would be a guy with a plow strapped to his back walking around your field, and you would just be out there just watching me out the window, sloughing it. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I would, like, I would not agree with Hitler and his mates at all. In fact, I'd be like, in private, I'd be like, this guy, let <laughs> fucking sack him. Yeah. Like, but then when, he, when the boys come around and they're like, you own a farm. How is this man working for you? Is, he, is it working out? I'd be all like, oh yeah, 100%. Thanks, lad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then when they leave, I'd be like whispering with other farmers, but I would never say anything to them mm. because, hey, murder murder squad, basically. But yeah. I mean, that was actually the name of his, of his group of boys <laughs> that went into the clubs together. Yeah, A-Hits Murder Squad. You know, when they got behind the rope, they were, you know, they were very I- bad party boys. But what when like right? Say this was back in the day, and you were a journalist in a Munich newspaper, and Hitler uh-huh. phoned you, and you or you phone him for an interview, yeah. and you go like, "Listen, you're talking about this master race. You know, uh-huh. people are starting to hear about you, starting to know about you. Yeah, can you tell me more about you know your master race?" Uh-huh. And Hitler would be like, "Yeah, well, like it's basically like tall, you know, good frame, like." you know muscular blonde hair blue-eyed clean-shaven strong guys Uh and a journalist to be like right actually adult will we be able to send our photographer to take some pictures you for this article and talk about Uh like you and your master race and everyone and hitler be like no worries mate but just (laughs) i can't emphasize enough it's blonde hair blue-eyed sexy boys that's what i want that's what that's all i want to see and then 
the photographer would be like, listen, you got to go. You're meeting this guy Adolf Hitler. Uh-huh. He's talking a lot of shit. Take some <laughs> photos of him. Come back. And then I the mean, guy would go, because this is at the very start. This would be yeah. the very start. And the photographer arranged to meet him in like Munich City Centre at 10 a.m. on a Beside Tuesday. a fountain. Yeah. Beside a fountain. The photographer gets there and he's like looking around for this fucking like, he's Adonis. heard about these yeah. Aryan guys. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hmm, all right, maybe give him a minute or two. And then he actually doesn't, yeah, doesn't have a watch on him and he wants to make sure yeah. he's at the wrong time. So he sees this fucking, <laughs> he sees this rat guy. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare hair and a wee tash just looking like fucking really really rank and he goes up to him and he's like listen mate can I just is it 10 in the morning and the guy's like yeah it is and he goes sweet fucking taking photos of this model here and he's like what do you mean he's like yeah this blonde hair blue eye Hitler guy apparently he's fucking hot you know and that's the point that's the point where Hitler would be like hey man Get ready for a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, well. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, why was he obsessed with this with this master race when he himself wasn't... That's like people saying, you can't say this, yeah. you can't say that. And then they're probably also saying things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, what I think is probably in terms of podcasts, that's maybe the best point that's ever been made on a podcast in order to get to get an example of a point across. But that, yeah, I think what you're saying is, you know, if you're not... <laughs> yeah. you know if you're not the person that, that that you're preaching against so if you're not the opposite of them you know it's a problem whereas if you're sitting saying oh everybody should be blonde haired blue eyed and sexy and you're a little rat guy with a stamp mustache then you gotta just you know you gotta get fucked you know there's only so if much you're tell- if you're telling people what they can and can't say you have to more than 100% be towing that line yourself so you yeah, have to so, and you know what? I think too in comedy, if you are afraid to say something, you shouldn't do comedy. You know what I mean? I think, I think that if you're going to do a joke, you should. In my opinion, you should be able to talk about whatever you want, providing, like, so say for example, there are, have been times where I've seen comics and gone, "Oh no, why are they saying that?" Like I'd say they're buying out of order, or it's meant. Whereas you should be able to technically say whatever you want and be able to, if you can justify it and get yourself out of it and make it funny. You know, but again, if you're starting to be like, you can't joke about this, you can't joke about that. Like, for example, right, on our local scene, there was a few, a bit of a, a thread went on about what can and can't be said and certain things. And it was, I think it was to do with like, say, a camp accent, like people can't do camp accents. But then the same people who were basically being like, yeah, it's totally inappropriate. You can never do that. Were the same ones who at a, a roast was just basically calling every comedian really fat you know what i mean so if you can't be offensive to somebody about one thing you know i never want to be called fat again or i'm going to police put it like that you yeah, know I, I, like my plans like with stand up just just be funny just get uh-huh. on stage and be funny yeah just and do be you funny do you think more i'm not i don't explain jokes i don't want to yeah. do any of that because by the way like i can but it would be uh-huh. so boring yeah to sit and be like you know what i mean you i couldn't provide so many like well here's actually the crack with this yeah and then people would be like well i would look like a people would look like a dick for questioning yeah. that thing that makes sense yeah um, but listen i don't just, know i just like we, we just keep having a silly time and being funny and making people laugh that's it and i mean you know 
if some people are offended, you know what they can do? Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh, oh, shit. No. oh no. I'm going to say get fucked there, but oh. I don't want to offend anybody, so I'll just stop myself before I get ahead. ahead. Look, it's silly. Stand-up is silly. Like, I have a problem if someone gets up. Like, people can say whatever they want to me. No one's going to offend me with anything in a comedy club, right? Unless, yeah. like, you have this fucking bit about, like, very sexy guys. Like, Aryan guys? But, like, yeah, but Aryan guys, in which case I'm going to walk out, right? But at the same time, if someone gets up on stage and says, fucking immigrants coming over here, what we yeah. should do after the gig is go around, find some, and just affect them from their houses. At that yeah. point, you go, hey, cut his mic, and hey, yeah. you don't get to do stand-up here again. You yeah, know? yeah. No, there has been a couple of times where I've maybe seen maybe a new comedian come up, and, and actually I've heard a bit similar to that, and then whenever he came off, I was like, hey, guy, you can't be doing that. You know, there's certain terms. Message me the name. Message yeah. me the name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, guy, you can't be uh, you, you can't be doing that. And he was like, oh, I, I thought you could. And I'm like, nah, you, you just can't. There, I've done that there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just using the term, uh, you know what, what Tyson Fury's nickname is? But with, like, the king, he was just going yeah, around yeah, saying, yeah. these guys coming in here, fucking go back, to, go back to your caravans. I was going, guy, you know, uh, you know don't be doing that. And he was like, oh, yeah. okay, I didn't realize. And I was like, yeah, there's a problem there, you know. But thankfully, I've seen him since then, and there's been no more uh, bits like that. Now, to be fair, he did go hard in on homosexuals, and that was, you know, a bit different. But, you know, you can only ask a leopard to do so much, but at, at the end of the day, he'll be spotty, you know. So, there was that. Wow. And how wow. are you feeling now anyway, Mr. Arian? <laughs> I mean, would that be a nickname you could take? <laughs> um, how are you feeling now anyway? Are you prepared? Um, see, when I went to stop the fire in my house, did you explain what was happening? You're having a chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so what's your feelings about it? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Well, well I'm nervous because one of the procedures I actually had in the, in the bedroom, uh, <laughs> fucking whatever the place was called, I can't remember, but... Um, I'm carrying it. I mean, you look very lean. Yeah, I'll be honest, though. Uh-huh. That's the only one they did slightly wrong. Because, right. it, it, can I be honest with you? It's on my back. All right. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, that's definitely something. And again, people can't bully you because it looked like you've got some kind of like spinal problem, which is pretty sweet. Um, so do you have any questions you'd like to you know, ask me? You know, some advice? problems. A spinal problem, sweet. My sister has spina bifida. I don't think it's been ever described as sweet. But I mean, it's like anything, isn't it? If life gives you lemons, it's what you do with it. You know, do you either be bitter or do you make a really fucking tasty gin? You know what I mean? If you've got a spinal problem, do you just like, do you moan about it? or It's do a wee, you, it's do a wee you, like, bit like... Do you upcycle your back? Like, that's what I'm saying. Do you like paint the wee something on it or do you make it stand out? Do you, I whenever I got, uh, whenever uh, I got teased at school for having like quite a big weird shaped head, <laughs> like you say, life gives you lemons. you got to make a tasty gin. Yeah. All I did was like follow people's eyes around so they never saw the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I come back, man. Really intense guy. Worst <laughs> Marvel superheroes. Any contact, man. Oh, that's great. Like, can you imagine if you're just like you're out at a bar or something and you just happen to catch eye contact with him across the bar and the rest of the night? He's just fought. You're like, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm like, contact man. Like, once we get into the gears, you know, you're not getting out of it. <laughs> once, you're, once you're locked, you're in. Um, yeah, so, no, I'm, feel, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm eating a very clean diet at the minute. And nice. uh, it's a good time. Is there so I was a sicky boo boo for a couple of days, but I Yeah. Is there anything you want to ask me? Any tips, any life hacks you want to, to make life a bit easier for you? Nope. Oh, I, I mean, told you a life hack, and I'll tell you this before yeah. I go, because I'm, I'm going to go here. Um, but a life hack I can give to everybody is if you want a little bit of quiet time from your husband, your wife, your parents, whoever, and you share a house, <clears throat> one thing you want to do is this. You sit down on a seat. So say everyone's downstairs, go upstairs or vice versa. Sit, just take a bit of time. Just sit, just have like an hour long sit down, chill. But sit oh, with no. one shoe on and one in your hand. One yeah. shoe on, one in your hand. <clears throat> and the lace is undone. And then eventually when someone comes in and goes, what are you doing? Where are you been? Go, stick my shoes on here. I see. But um, what I'm going to say to you, honestly, is see that luxury. Yeah. It's about to go. Never will you ever okay. have peace ever again. Ever. 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 You'll never be able to just sit. See, tonight is uh, your good what lady wife. Is she in bed sleeping? A minute? No, not a minute. Right, okay. We'll say she was asleep. You know, I want you to sit and just sit in peace. Listen to the clock tick. Um, that wasn't a slip of the tongue. Um, listen to just the silence of the house. Enjoy the birds in the morning. You know, out of the flying type. Don't be promiscuous. It's not good. Um, so what I would say to do is uh, just enjoy those moments. <laughs> enjoy going to the toilet to do the poo with the door shut. Um, you know, enjoy being able to eat a meal from start to finish. And, you know, enjoy just, you do you like to play, don't you? Like, we, like I know you don't play PlayStation anymore. You're more into, like, figures. So maybe just, like, you know, play Action Man for a bit yourself and really enjoy it. Maybe, like, play out a scene where Action Man dies or something or he retires. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just basically say goodbye to your, your toys and stuff. <laughs> All right, dude, we'll listen. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I'm checking out and going up to space. <laughs> I do want to say bye-bye to people because this could be the last time you're on for, for a, a while, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, I'll probably be away for like two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very keen to see who you replace me with. Um, yeah, I mean, I have been speaking to Michael Stone, so it's possible that he's going to come on with his uh, pretty dope hair. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to take off. Yeah. But Boytown listeners, let's keep making Boytown great again. Love you all. I listen. It's a bit like when your parents divorce, just temporarily. Love your daddy because he loves you. So I want you to be good for Papa Bear. Yeah. And I'll see you all very soon. Good morning. Davey, love you. Yes, Enjoy love you too. Speak to you Bye. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. And he is gone and there was one. So guys, basically what I'm going to do now is 
again, this is this is behind the kind of elaborate type stuff here that you don't see. But I've, I'm keeping a wee timer because in Zoom you don't you don't have that. So if you've seen me looking at my phone a wee bit, I'm just keeping sure the time is all right. I don't know why I told you that. There's probably no need for that. But um, let me just get into the listeners' questions here. There's been quite a few this week, which is great. It's all part of the hashtag MakePoyTown. Great again. So let's see the questions in here. Uh, where are we at? Hmm. Oh, oh, not a question, just a funny little video. Richard McClay said, Bon dia, chicas. With the hospitality sector slowly opening once again, is there any news of a rescheduled NI slash world tour for DJ Richard's system? And... Um, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, DJ Richard's system was a character that featured on the, um, I guess you'd say, it was the phone call segment. Um, Shane had to phone uh, a hotel, try to book uh, a room as as the character DJ Richard's system, which, I mean, very strange name. I don't know where that came from, what the relevance of DJ Richard's system was, but for us at the time, very funny. Um, so, I mean, listen, once... I mean, I think it's a very, it's a very big leap for Richard System to do just go straight from an NI tour to a world tour. But that's kind of what what Systems like. So I mean, I think once we're allowed in venues, we'll reschedule the Richard System tour. We're definitely actually planning at the minute to do a live boy town for episode two hundred because we're at one eighty one now. So you know, we're we're sneaking up and hopefully. In another nineteen weeks, we'll be allowed to do stuff. I guess Matthew Mernon said, "Hey cuties, what fun activity for kids would Davy be putting on at a summer school to rival Keith Cruz's?" I obviously Shane's got Keith Cruz, who's putting out very funny video clips at the minute as Keith Cruz in a, a soccer school for the wee lads and the girls. And I mean, if I was to put on something a rivalry for that, I would maybe have like. You know, a big barbecue club, just Davy's <laughs> Davy's meat locker. You know, and people would just come with sauce and grills and meat. You bring your own meat. The bigger, the better. We grill it up. We eat it. Nom nom nom. So I'd have Davy's Grill Club, the meat locker for all just boys. I would, you know, I'd be slide girls because I've got a wife and a daughter. So if it was just lads only, I'd get my head charred for five hours or whatever the summer school is. <clears throat> Baz Lowry has said, um. Hey, come lords, can you get Dave to say Lynn Lithgow again? I mean, I don't know if I can, but I'll try Lynn, Lynn, Lynn Lithgow. Lynn Lithgow. There you go, Baz. Cheers for that. Um, my your friend of mine, the artist formerly known as Davy Witt, now known as Davy, has said, "Morning, lovelies. What is your favourite breakfast to make for yourselves at home? The more details, the better." Mm, this is an interesting one because <clears throat> maybe my favorite breakfast would not be one I would make at home. It's obviously a fry. You get a big fry, cup of tea, bish, bash, bosh. You can't be having that every day or you're on a one-way ticket to heart attacksville. So on a day-to-day basis, I would probably say, like recently I'm, I'm eating bagels. I'm having, and I say bagels, just a bagel because I'm trying to not eat loads but also enough to fill my wee tummy. So I'm having just a wee bagel in the morning, which is nice. I like to prepare it. I only put a wee sliver of butter on it, not too much, because again, you don't want to get that ticker going. But, you know, most days, if I'm being good, porridge. But at the minute, I'm trying bagels, a wee cup of black coffee, bingo. But if we're getting a fry, 
this is a big thing you've got to have two sausages two bacon two eggs toast hash brown black pudding mushrooms you can keep a wee fried grilled tomato because uh, and then you don't need beans either get the red sauce and a pot of tea bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt mildred's a girl lives next door who don't really know but you know her name and it's almost stalkery that you you get on that welder anyway um there's davy uh daniel bennett said good afternoon to the boys i've been out I've been with you for a year now, but would you consider making a dictionary of Boytown terms like water, cricket, kunanan, water babies to catch new listeners up to speed? Uh, we are an inclusive society. I mean, that's something that we, we just assume that people have been listening from day one. We, we do sort of feel that Boytown is very much a, a, a cult podcast. You know, the, the, we have been described as that. I think it was C-U-L to L-T, I think, but I could, I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy to do that. I'll, I'll give it a rattle now. Um, obviously, water is the life-giving source. If something is water, oh, it's great. It's as good as it can be. If it's cricket, it's shit, because let's face it, cricket is shit. Uh, Kunanan is, to be fair, it's something that's sly but sassy and respect. You, you know, you, you, can under, you can get it, you know, to do something. Like, it would be very Kunanan to, you know, to shave your friend's eyebrows off and tattoo, you know, very sleek eyebrows on, like not like stupid drawn ones, but like make them like chic. That would be Kunanan. You know, it's also Kunanan to you know, murder people, but we'll, we'll we'll swing past that. And water babies are just these characters who just basically, you know, patrol the rivers and look out for people. You know, the water babies are mythical characters based in real life, which is an oxymoron, if anything, but they are fantastic. Uh, little characters but i mean if people want to send us in words we could do the dictionary that could be a job for ben the snake rat guy to do um johnny bow said dear papa bear and the money stoat and um, were there any other names for the show before settling on boy town um no i want to say because we went to a place called boys town in, in los angeles and it was very us it was very boy town it was very calm Actually, there's another word, word Mr. Bennett. Uh, come means, um, yeah, come is like very sassy, very, very, there's, yeah, yas queen is come, basically. Um, but yeah, it was boys town. And we just thought, you know, this is it. Well, this is boy town and this is what we do. So that's what we went for that with. Gary Fletcher said, Papa B and Money Toad, where should you read Muckerhead for a stag do? And are you lads up for coming? Well, I mean, you know, I would say probably just the kitchen, the way things are going now. But if you're loud out and about, I've been on plenty of stag do's. The ones that stand out for me with my own personal one in Lisbon, it was 10 out of 10. Great spot. Recommend there. Budapest's a good, a good show too. But the last time I was there, it had gone up in price a bit. Whenever I went for a stag do, cheap and cheerful. Good stuff. Last time I went, it's a bit it's a bit cool to go there now. So a bit expensive. But you can't go wrong with Prague. Again, you go once to Prague and never go back. But um, because you'll be banned for life, but it's it's a very enjoyable place. Or if you want to stay in the UK, you can always have fun in places such as Edinburgh. You can have fun in Man- Manchester, Liverpool, Cardiff, good places for a, a good time. Or if you don't want to leave, you want to stay local, head up Carlingford. Great spot. I'm the stag man, by the way. Skip it a little bit. Just any stag questions, come at me. Um, 
Mike Hilton, Paris is Dad, said, Afternoon, True Two Child and Papa Sosigio. If you could have been a member of any band from the not too distant past, who would it be and why? Muchas gracias. Mm. You'd be a member of any band. <clears throat> Slipknot. Because you can just wear a mask and don't want to bother you when you're out of Tesco's getting yourself some some bread and milk. You know, that would be who I'd like to be. I'd like to be a band that you don't, or the gorillas. You know, they'd be a good one, so you don't know who you are, but you get all the money and you can get peace. Because I, I saw a thing on the TV last night about a boy band. I think it was Take That, and it was just a documentary about them, the height of their fame, and the guys couldn't, like, literally walk like themselves without being mobbed, you know, and, I, and I'm too old for that now. So, yeah, go for a slipknot. Um, Killian Cahill. Hey, Sultans of Satanic Spooge. The villain is in the new house. Or is in the house, not even the new house. I was getting excited there. I was like, oh, if you moved house, you've got a new lair. But alas, not. My question this week revolves around the fact that the famous Hollywood strongman Chuck Norris first is actually Carlos. Mm, very calm. But what I want to know is what is Papa Bear and NBC's full names, middle names, must be included? Um, Shane's a Stuart and mine is Robert. So you can just call Stu and Bobby. You know, that's that's something that we would uh, would take on board. Um, Stu and Bobby, the boy town massive. Um, Rory Miller said, good morning, Davish, Agus, Shanish. Um, glad to hear that the human ATM and Papa Physique can finally get back into the gym and get a sweet pump on. Now lockdown is over a bit. I've been flat out in training with the workouts, but the two sweetest looking guys in Boytown wanted to put on a class for the citizens. What sort of moves can we expect? I'm thinking clean and jerks, bent over rows, downward dogs with stretching to look after the doms. Um, and that is delayed onset muscle soreness as opposed to a contraceptive sheath. Um, I would say, yeah, you definitely have, you'd have you'd have a little push and pulls in there, which just be bench press, rows, uh, RDLs. You'd have some exercise band routines, and of course, a lot of gluteal exercises. You'd do a lot of squats, a split legged squats, sumo squats. You know, you just be squat, squat, squatting until your booty was shredded, looking like a box of kebab meat um michael kerr has sent in a clip to uh elton john performing i'm still standing at the one together home tour and that was the worst ever performance that i've ever seen from a guy so if you want to check out that it's elton john singing i'm still standing one world together at home um, i'm not gonna play it on this because it'll probably get cancelled off of youtube but elton's retired and when you watch this you can see why. <clears throat> Daryl Burns said, Hello to the nation's little brother and to the ever mystical bear in the big boy town house. With the empire always going, what will be the local location of the first boy town embassy slash consulate? Or with the empire always growing, I thought you meant the, the empire bar, which you know we're, we're not invited to. Um, but the location of the first embassy, it, it's going to be the old location where pipes were, pipe works were in Union Street. That is the the spiritual home, <coughs> spiritual home. In case people correct me, and um, the spiritual home of Boytown is in pipe works. You know, we live there. We are still, you know, in the walls in many respects in the pipe works studio. So we would say that would be where the home would be. Chris Kavanagh, boys, I don't know if I'm too late. But speaking of the 12th, we weren't, but I love that. What sort of designs would the Candelabra lads have if they had their own band? 
talking name, uniforms, loyalist covers, a cheeky song. Stay safe, boys. You didn't hear from me, but a friend of a friend told me there's some sort of virus out there. Oh, fuck's sake, Chris. Um, oh, you know, let me see. If we're... If you mean us or or Liberace, because Liberace and Scott from the movie Behind the Candelabra did have gear, as in clothes that would look like a loyalist band would wear it. Um, to be totally honest, um, they they look like a lot of loyalist bands and they're dressed up for the stage show. Whenever he's dressed as a chauffeur, when Scott's a chauffeur, looks great, you know. So I think that would be it. And um, in terms of cover songs, let me see what sort of you know songs would they do. I mean. They would have to make it local-based tunes. You know, they'd have to have, like, obviously the Billy Boys would be um, the Cum Boys, which, I mean, hello, hello, we are the Cum Boys. I don't, I don't know if that would be well-received within the um, the Loyalist community. You know, I, I'm not sure about that. I think the Sash um, wouldn't be old and, and beautiful. I think it would be fucking very chic and bespoke and, and tailored in Milan. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me see, what other stuff is there? Uh, the name of the band would be, ooh, say, I know the local band here in North Downs, the North Down Defenders. Um, so I think if it was Liberace, it'd be the Los Angeles, uh, it'd be the Los Angeles Sas- Sasquatches, which would just be sassy guys with a lot of fur on their uniforms, just walking. And again, they would play, you know, the flute, you know, very sexually, let's just say. But again, I don't think there's a place for that in, in current bandstands. Um, Matt Rooney has said, maybe I'm late to the party, but did the Come Bubble Boy see the video going around about Carol Baskin giving shout-outs to Rolf Harris and Jimmy Seville? Yeah, we did see that, and it was, yeah, it was fully ridiculous. Um Busy Carol Baskin of uh, the Tiger King fame disappeared and uh, hadn't been seen in a while and then returned and did a shout out to our boys Rolf Harris and Jimmy Saville as she calls them. So it was very enjoyable to see. Um, on the Twitter, have loads of questions this week. I love it, guys. If he was here, we would have had a really great time with this. But unfortunately, you know, the wee man has to go and look after her indoors, which I totally get. So you're stuck with me and deal with it. Um, Morgan Schutz, who sounds like a very South African guy, I said, all right, Papa Bear and the Quid Kid was listening through some of the old podcasts and the Money Toad's voice gets higher every week. Is this due to the impending fear of childbirth or because of, his, of my overwhelming masculinity? I mean, let's face it, I am a very masculine guy and it's tough to deal with sometimes. Mm. So it could be that, or I mean, I think when since he's been to Bodrum, he has had Bodrum, not Bodrum. It sounds like the the drum that they play like that. Um, <clears throat> I think he just as a very he he hasn't had puberty yet. He's a child's voice and a child's body and a woman's face, but that's him. It works for him. George Garan has or no George Aaron. Well, he's actually the name's Aorge Garon. Weird. Will Quacks be part of the Make Boys Hungry Again movement, even if it's just extra content for the Patreon peeps? Some of the finest comedy gold from them Quacks. Still chocolate Richard O'Brien one from Yonks ago. Look, we are restructuring at the moment. Um, I suppose I can probably say there's going to be a new couple of podcasts going on the Patreon. I'm going to be doing Papa Bear's Picnic, which is going to be kind of like the weekly rundown that it did on 
a Sunday about the Sunday papers. So I'm going to pick probably the sassiest story from the Sunday papers and do kind of a, a study on it. And that's going to be that. Shane's going to do the Money Toads Lily Pad, which I don't know what's going to be yet. It's up to him. We kind of have to look after our own things. Um, Mark Beggs has said, Good morning, Sultan's a sexy. When lockdown finally comes to an end, what are the first things the big bad booty daddy and the freak are looking forward to the most? I love that. Um, see, to be honest with you, I think I am going to probably, you know, I'd be doing stuff, to be fair. I've got my hair cut. I went out for dinner. You know, I, I miss the cinema, but then I've heard a rumor pick and mixes are gone. They all have to be wrapped up and all now. I hate that. So that's only one reason I went to cinema was pick and mix. So fuck the cinema if that's what's happened. Or fuck that guy at the bat for taking pick and mix off me. Um, Jimmy Blobby's just simply said good morning, which is great. Uh, Rebus has said hello, Grand Sheiks of Shite Talk. With this week's revelation that the power behind the throne is terrified of little bunny rabbits. Do you boys have any other irrational fears? Now, let me just say, I am not terrified of bunny rabbits. I was the victim of an assault by a bunny rabbit, which jumped from the ground to the air where my hand was and tried to bite my finger. It scared the shit out of me. It went from being a small little furry bunny rabbit into for some reason being five foot two with teeth like barbed wire. And that was terrifying. And I was a younger boy at the time. It scared me. Didn't like it. And I just don't trust them now. And I don't trust it because they've got beady eyes inside their head, not looking straight forward. They're always looking behind them. Freaks. All right. My other fears, I'm just completely terrified of heights. It's nothing irrational. It's just factual. Heights scare the shit out of me. I'm frightened. I don't like it. I feel like we should not be that far off the ground. Otherwise, God would have given us wings, but he has not. So I feel like um, I don't like going to heights. I don't, because I think... If I'm a pie, there's a chance I might fall and there and then I die, whereas if I remain on the ground, I'm safer. You know, so that that's that. I went to Table Mountain once in South Africa and was there on a school trip and everyone was like, Oh, go to the edge of the mountain, get a photo off the edge. I had to crawl on all fours to the edge. And I say the edge, I was five meters from the edge. So there's me, like Gary Barlow at the front of the photo, and then people behind me because I was too afraid of heights. Because again, I'm all about self-preservation. I don't want to die. You know, and I feel like if I'm at heights, my legs are get all weak and then I'll fall. And Shane, in terms of his rational fears, is salmonella. Check the the how he checks his meat in previous episodes. And the last question question, the last question of the day. Uh, the last question today is from Connor Dolan. He says, Good morning, Papa Bear and Dick. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought uh it's Dick and Crone's boy. but I just thought it was and Dick, which I enjoy. Good morning, Papa Bear and Dick. Um with lockdown Eason, have you two sexy chaps got any holidays planned staying on the Emerald Isle? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to say no. We don't have anything planned per se. Um, in fact, we have. The two of us have something planned, but it's top secret at the minute. But in terms of my own holidays, the next holiday I'm going on as a holiday guy is to the south of England next year sometime when I'm going to have a wee baby. So, you know, it's it's exciting, I guess, going on holidays, but and I have missed my holidays seriously. But it's one of those things that, you know, it's a pandemic. You can do what you can do, and that's about it. But I would love to be going somewhere, like, somewhere warm, like a wee Spanish summer holiday. It'd be nice somewhere in the south of France. be very sexy. But alas, that isn't going to happen, so we have to, to improvise. That being said, the country we live in, the island of Ireland as a whole, without people going there, they're going beautiful place lots to see last time we were pregnant with our with holly we went to the ring of Kerry, 
which was beautiful. Really nice time. Again, we'd like to go on. Like I'd like to go on a trip with my wife without the kids sometime because any time we're on holiday, she's pregnant, and if I just get absolutely gargled, drink three bottles of wine and and whatever, and she's not drinking, I look like a bad guy. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about getting back to like doing fun things again, going on holidays, just having a drink without looking like a a problematic person. You know, that's kind of where we're at. Speaking of problematic, we've managed to ride at this podcast the end. Next week, we'll have a guest host. If you want to get into the Boytown DMs with suggestions, come and, come and let me know who you'd like to step in. Let me know who you'd like to fill Shane's hole for the next two weeks, and we'll get somebody in. Other than that, subscribe on all the channels at Boytown Podcast. Um, rate and review the podcast if you haven't already subscribe to the Patreon patreon.com forward slash boytown podcast there's going to be some new stuff going on very soon other than that once again hope you enjoyed the episode if you have you know, share it with a friend do whatever put it in your Instagram stories boytown's listening figures are starting to really sneak up now so if you guys enjoy it share it because you see all the other fucking podcasts all the other Tom Dixon Harry's being shared across Instagram and other shit not this one Make Boytown great again. Get it shared. Tell your mates. Get it done. See you next week. Love you. Bye.